amen. I'll take it, amen. No, I tell you what, what a privilege to be here tonight. I'm so grateful for it. I, I love your preacher, amen. And uh, hey, y'all love your preacher? That's right, amen. Now, I tell you, when you, you've been, y'all have had Brother Mark Stroud here all week. And uh, with Brother Stroud here, when, and coming in on Friday, I tell you what I feel like. Uh, you, you hear about the, the, the elephant and the mouse, and they walked across the rope bridge. You know, with the with the little uh, the ropes and the and the wooden slats and all that, and boy, they got to that other side, and that mouse looked up at that that uh, that that elephant and said, "Man, we sure did shake that thing, didn't we?" Amen. <laughs> well, I'm the little mouse, all right. I'm just telling you, amen. But uh, I sure am grateful to be here, amen. I and I, I I'm, I'm you know our people thank y'all for coming. We got a lot that we're not able to, but we're grateful for y'all. Uh, and I uh, love my people, amen. Been up in North Carolina this week with, uh, with, with Brother Harmon, and boy, what a good meeting up there. Uh, I like, getting, you know, as a preacher, it's good to preach, but boy, you like getting preached to. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you need it. And, uh, and boy, I tell you, that helps me when I'm, when I'm soaking up that good preaching and the Lord's uh, working on me and giving me what I need so I can come back to my church and uh, try to help. And, uh, and, and try to give them what they need, amen. And your pastor, your pastor does the same thing, not just studying the word of God, but all during revival this week with Brother Mark and then tonight, the Lord, I want God to give the man of God what he needs, amen. I want the Lord to give the church what they need. And I, I'm not a pastor, I've got a pastor's heart. I, we've been there at, at, uh, at, Peter, at Heritage for 24 years, amen. And I'm uh, grateful for that and what an honor, amen. Uh, but I tell you, when you've been at a church for 24 years, I'm on my fifth congregation. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, they come, they go, you know how it is. I, now, not over here at Calvary, it don't happen that way here. But over at Heritage, it happens that way, brother, amen. And uh, he sure does have a funny look on his face right now, amen. And uh, no, you know what? We're going to rename in our church. They don't know it yet. It's going to be called Revolving Door Baptist Church. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. And uh, so I guess that's the way it is sometimes. But, uh, but I, I say this. I'm grateful for those that God gives you. And, and uh, you know, when God's got people in your church, then the Lord's got them there right there for a purpose. Amen. And the Lord places, he's placed Calvary Baptist Church right over here in this area, right here on Oglesby, Oglesby Bridge Road, is that right? And, and, uh, and the Lord did that many years ago. The Lord many years ago, preacher, the, the Bible says in Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. How long have you been here now, preacher? Woo, 22 years, praise God. And uh, brother, I pray for many more, amen. And, uh, but hey, here, uh, that preacher is not just here by himself. How many of y'all are members here at Calvary? Raise your hand. Y'all are here from, oh, praise God. Hey, everybody's not a visitor tonight, brother, amen. And uh, I'm just telling you, and I, and I thank God for you. And, I, and, oh, and, and by the way, I know that on any, on any given service of revival, I've never had everybody at Heritage. <laughs> I, I mean, it's going to be nice. But I, and, and hey, when, if, if they come to my church and when revival's going on, I don't try to make excuses for them. I just say, you know, something like, oh, they got, we got a bunch sick and we got a bunch this. I just say, hey, I got a bunch backslid. <laughs> They're just not here tonight, amen. They, they out of the will of God. I, I don't know where they are, amen. But 
Amen. You know, so might as well just say it, you know. And, uh, but, but you know what? God, uh, God certainly, uh, for a church to be what it needs to be, then uh, there's some things that need to be there. Amen. I, I, I think about the, the Lord and what he's done for us. We sing all these good songs, oh, man, about being saved. And, and, and y'all, oh, we had a service Sunday. I mean, our, our pastor, Preacher Moore, was there, and, and the Hensons were singing. It was all, that was all good. But, but, Jonathan, what happened to you Sunday night, buddy? Hey, my son got saved, amen. My youngest son got saved by the grace of God. And I want to tell you, you talk about a relief, and you talk about a load off a of family, and, and all that. But I mean, the Lord, the, but hey, but then the Lord put a load on our church. It was rejoicing with, with, with him being saved, and then it turned to people standing up weeping. Oh, I got a lost boy. I've got a lost son. I, I, I got a lost sister. And, I, and boy, we began to write all those names down, and we've got uh, that list trying to get it ready so we can just give it out to our people. And not just so we got a list just to have, but boy, we got, some, we got people to pray for. And then by the grace of God, one by one, I want to see them get marked off of that list because they get born again. Amen. How many of y'all got a lost loved one? You've got a lost loved one as far as you know if they died. Uh, our church or Calvary, either one, raise it up. Let's see it. Oh, man. Uh, brother, we got to do everything we can to reach them. Amen. We've got to do all we can. But, uh, you know, I want you to open your Bibles with me, if you will, to Exodus chapter 17. Let's go to the Old Testament tonight. Let's go to Exodus chapter 17. And really a familiar text in a way, but, but you know, I, I, again, I... I'm so grateful, pastor of the church, and, and boy, God blessed our church, and I'm, I'm so thankful for what God has done, and then what he is going to, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do, amen. And, uh, and I mean, I, hey, I don't want to just sit back and say, well, well, God's been good. Hey, I think God's going to be good. I think that I'm looking forward to what's, what's coming forward, amen. And you've got revival this week. What's revival for? All that good preaching you heard Brother Stroud do. All the altar calls and all that was done. Why? What are we doing? What are we doing with this thing? Amen. Boy, we gotta we gotta take what we've heard and by the grace of God put it to work in this church. Amen. And boy, see God work and see God move and see souls saved and see the baptism uh, the baptistry uh, waters move and see God do a work in our church. I believe God can still do it. I believe God's still on the throne. Amen. And you know what He's looking for. He's just looking for a group of people that want the same thing. Amen. Hey, he's just looking for a preacher that wants the same thing. He's just looking for a people that want the same thing. Amen. And I believe, brother, it can still be done. Exodus chapter 17. Let's, uh, let me get there myself. Amen. That might be nice if the preacher turned to the right passage. Praise God. Yeah, Don. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> brother Don helps me at the most opportune moments, don't he? Amen. Thank you, brother Don. Amen. No, amen. Exodus chapter 17, look at verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim, and Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him, and fought with Amalek. Now, that's one group. you got Joshua down there, and he's got the army. They're fighting with Amalek down there. Then the Bible says this. It says, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. So they're up there on the top looking down on this battle. 
And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But now listen to this. But Moses' hands were heavy. Let me read that again. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat there and he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write for, for this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I love you. And I, Lord, this last night of revival, so much good. God and Lord, this church is, Lord, they've shouted out. God, you've just blessed. And Lord, uh, you've had, Lord, Brother Mark, thank you for him preaching the word of God here. But oh God, tonight we need you. And Lord, your word is about to instruct us. Your word is about to teach us. Your word is about to, to, to convict us and charge us. And Lord, I pray, God, that we do, Lord, what you, what you said to do. Have your way with us now, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, when I, when I read this passage, I'm, we, we see the context. We see the battle. We see uh, Joshua. I see uh, Moses and Aaron and her uh, on the mountain. And we're going to, I'm going to give you something practical out of it here in a minute. But, I, uh, but, I'm, but I'm interested in what took place up on the mountain with Moses and Aaron and her. Now, Joshua would be a good uh, would be a good thing to preach on. I mean, uh, young man, he just told him go down there. He never questioned Moses. He never one time said, "Well, why do I got to go down here?" Uh, you know what he did? He just did what he was told. Amen. And by the way, he he was glad of what he was doing. He wasn't complaining about it a lick. And uh, boy, God just used him down there. Amen. He all it says about it the whole time is he's smiting Amalek. <laughs> he's whooping head in, in Georgia terms. Amen. And uh, he's down there taking care of business, if you will. And, uh, and so all of that, God's working right there, down there in that battle. But I'm looking at the battle that's going on up on top of that mountain. Now, when I, when I think about, now, you know, I'm going to, preacher, I'm going to use you. And I'm going to use the, uh, you as the man of God and like Moses in this, in, in this passage. But... I, when I think about Moses, I'm thinking about somebody that is in the middle of a battle, in the middle of the work. I mean, God's, hey, uh, boy, God's, there's a lot of things God's been doing, and now he's got this battle, and there's going to be things God's going to do after this. Uh, and it just says that uh, when the battle is raging, Moses has his hands up. I'm thinking he's probably got that rod in his hand and raising those arms up. And, uh, when he, and God just told him, go on the mountain, hold your arms up. And, and he finds that when he's holding his hands up, boy, Joshua and him are winning the battle down there. But he finds that when his hands begin to go down and when his hands begin to lower, that the battle begins to be lost. Soldiers' lives begin to be taken. And all of a sudden, uh, the tide turns down there when his hands go down. And, and it's just one part of a verse, but it says, Moses' hands were heavy. 
But you know what? We, if that's all it said, then Moses' hands are just going to fall and the battle's going to be lost. But that's not what it says, is it? Let me just read it to you again. The Bible says, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. When his hands let down, when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. But here's what happened. And they took a stone and put it under him he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands on the one on the one side and the one on the other side, and his hands were steady till the going down of the sun. Now, what I see right here, and let me give you some things. Uh, now, and you can see these things, preacher, you'll see them in your own life, but church, sometimes you now y'all y'all are married, amen. How long y'all been married? Good answer, amen. She didn't have to tell you. Isn't that good? His wife didn't have to be like eight years almost, amen. I, and he, he kind of knew that, thank God, amen. And so, but eight years, eight years, all right. But, but let me ask you, can a wife's hands get heavy? Ladies, can a wife's hands get heavy? You've been married eight years, but can a husband's hands get heavy? Granddaddy. <laughs> Grand, what do I call you? Grandpappy, Pappy? What? Paul, Paul. I like it. Amen. I'm Pappy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fancy enough for like grandfather. <laughs> I, I, you just can't say, I mean, you don't look at this and be like, oh, grandfather. No, no, no. No, it's Pappy. Yeah, Pappy's good. Amen. But hey, you can't tell me that granddaddy's hands don't get heavy every once in a while. I look around, all of you church members that raised your hand, I wish it was that every time we walked in church, boy, we were full of the Holy Ghost. We'd been in our Bible, on our knees. Boy, God, boy, we were filled. And brother, we come in shouting the victory. Boy, God's on the throne. And man, we're just back here waving our hands, waving our handkerchief, and enjoying the service. Amen. Amen. But can a church member's hands get heavy? Preacher, can a church member's hands get heavy? Now, if, if that's right, then I'm not looking at anybody that Mo, we think, well, Moses, boy, that's a rare thing. That's not, I, no, I think it's more common preacher than we want to say. Can the preacher, hey, church, I'm just asking you, say, well, yeah, we got Superman up here. Superman don't ever, I mean, he don't even have kryptonite that bothers him, amen. He's the man of God, praise God. And boy, he'll get up, his testifying is like most people, is better than most people's preaching. I mean, he just gets up and I mean, tells about, I mean, I mean he's like, I'm going to give you the announcement, amen, I'll tell you God. And I mean, God just moves, amen. I love it. Amen. But now wait, you think, oh, and untouchable, I mean, he's the man of God. Can the man of God's hands get heavy? You mean in the midst of being God's man with God's word, called by God, full of the Holy Ghost, has the word of God, has the spirit of God, and his hands can still get heavy? Well, I know they can because it says these did right here. When I, when I think about this, we all carry a heavy load. Sometimes it's the family load. Sometimes it's the financial load with the, the burdens uh, and, the, and the bills and all the things that we deal. Sometimes I, it's what I call a future load. What we, we think about what's going to come, what's going to be, and we're all trying to figure all that out. Y'all just had a little grandbaby, another one, right? That little baby's up in the hospital right now. So, hey, you can't tell me that's not a load on the family. In fact, load on the church. Everybody's praying for that little. What's the little baby's name? 
Everly. Little, we got Evelyn and Everly. Amen. Evelyn's our little grandbaby right back there. Amen. Hey, and uh, you know, like, she, she, she'll ignore me. Amen. She'll be like, nah, you just preach, Pappy. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I just say this, when I, when I think about Moses' hands being heavy, they, they, and I get, our hands get heavy over hard things. There's hard things. It's not all easy stuff that you deal with. I realize that. Uh, but then, uh, and then it's just simple. Uh, our hands are heavy over heavy matters that we deal with. I mean, uh, things that aren't going to be fixed in the day. Things that, some, preacher, you, when you pass your church, I, uh, look, I, I sit in that seat at my church and I, I look over a congregation and I, and, I, and I see a building that God's blessed us with. And oh, I've got such a desire to see that building filled. I, I mean, the Bible says, go out and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. And preacher, I know you've got that desire. I, I see, if I see an empty space in a, in, in a pew, I think, oh Lord, it wouldn't be a blessing for a family to fill that space right there. Well, wouldn't it be a blessing to, here, d take like this is right here and double it on this side right here, and it'd be like that every Sunday. I mean, Wednesday night, Amen. I mean, Sunday, you have to pull out chairs, having to sit them up here, do something, because we ain't got room for them, amen. But that's not a car. hey, it's not a carnal desire. That's a holy desire. It's not so, oh, look, we got a full church. No, it's so more people can hear the precious word of God. So more sinners can hear how to be saved. So more people can hear how, what God can do with their life if they give it to him, amen, and what the Lord can do through the word of God in their life. It's a good desire, but it's a burden. Hey, an empty pew is a burden. When you, hey, when you look out there, preacher, and, and that family's not there. They're just not here today. Now, could be, here, we're going to assume the best. They're sick. I always, uh, under the pure, all things are pure, right? They're sick. I, I, I immediately give them that like excuse. I'm like, they're sick. Bring me your doctor's note. <laughs> but, I, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. They're sick. They're sick. They, they can't be here. They're providentially hindered. They're married. <laughs> I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. I mean, that's scripturally, uh, scripturally, I mean, that's scriptural right there. Amen. I, I'm just, amen. Don, Don, not now. <laughs> Where is your wife here tonight? Where's Miss Becky? Is she back there? Oh, I figured not, amen. <laughs> the rooster is crowing on the front row, amen. And, uh, no, I'm kidding, amen. <laughs> But Moses' hands got heavy. Hey, maybe from the burdens he carried. Maybe from the battles he were fighting. Maybe from the, uh, the, 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 the brethren he was responsible for. Hey, I, I mean, you never know. Don't I, I don't know all of that. But what I'm glad of is when there's here and when there's people around you, whether it be a church looking at the pastor, whether it be, hey, husband looking at your wife or wife looking at her husband, or another church member looking at you under when a when another church member comes in and they're cast down, and you can tell in their countenance something, and you and you can't you go up to them and you're like, hey, well, hey, brother, I, man, good to see you, but man, is everything all right? You know, man, what's everything okay? Anything you know, anything I can pray for you about? And now look, now your people are like mine. Most of them they're so proud. They're like, everything's perfect, preacher. It's all perfect. Everything's great. I don't have any problems, preacher. I never have any problems. To, you know, liar. And I'm like, man, I got a bunch of liars in my church. Liars, amen. 
And so I, but I'm not here. Now, y'all don't have liars over here. I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to be nice to the visiting church, or not the visiting church, ain't I? <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> mixed up, brother, I told you, mixed up. And I, but, 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 now wait, we all lie about it. We don't want to tell anybody our business. We don't want to share it. And us men, we're the worst, fellas, come on. We're so hard-headed and prideful. Now, ladies, y'all should have all said amen right there. I mean, I opened the door. If you didn't say amen, I'm so sorry, ladies. Y'all missed it, amen. But men, we're that way. Hey, we are prideful. You know what? We're going to fix it ourselves. My hands are heavy. I, 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 well, I'll, I'll work out some more. <laughs> yeah, you're going to work out. You're going to take that spoon like I do the same way from my plate to my mouth. Amen. I'm going <laughs> to work out a lot. Say amen. But I, but I say this. Hey, we can't figure it all out, fellas. And you ain't strong enough to do it by yourself, men. Preacher, you're a mighty man. You're God's man. You're a holy man, a humble man, an honest man. All those things I believe that God wants a pastor to be. But you can't handle it by yourself, preacher. You're not able to. Your hands, at best, boy, you can hold them up for a long time. Boy, you can hold them steady for a long time. But at some point, they're going to begin to lower. And when our hands, whether it be a spouse's hands, whether it be the shepherd's hands, whether it be one of the saint's hands, when they began to lower, God help us to have some errands and hers around us. You know, sometimes it's us that need people coming alongside beside us to steady our hands. But hey, wouldn't it be a blessing if God could use somebody like us? And by the way, ain't nobody got to know us, but just to be able to come alongside. Come along. The preacher was talking about talk, talking about uh, you. What were you talking about? The, the carrying the carrying the, the the water, carrying the shoes. Carry, oh, when the when the yeah, we talk, yeah, we have to we have to remind ourselves what we were talking about. Not because we forgot, but we forgot. Amen. So and so we were talking about the prodigal son. He was talking about the prodigal son come home, and he said, and the daddy just said, man, bring the shoes, amen, and put them on his feet. Bring a ring. Who brought the shoes? What's his name? Don't know that boy's name, do you? But you know what? He knew where the shoes were. And by the way, when the father called for him, he went and got him. And all, hey, nobody will ever know who brought the shoes. But the son's wearing, hey, the son was wearing them the next day. And daddy happy. Hey, can I just say this? If we can make daddy happy. <laughs> Let me say that again. If we can just make daddy happy, isn't that what it's all about? Brother, if this church, if Calvary can make father happy, make the Lord happy, and brother, they don't got to know who we are, it's okay, amen. But I look at these men, can I just, I want to preach on burden bearers. Burden bearers, because that's what these men were right here. And let me just give you something simple, all right? I believe that the ministry they had, first of all, preacher, it was a looking ministry. Looking ministry. They had their eyes open. They Here, I think they, they cared about their leader. Say amen. They were up there with him. They, they, he did not bring them up there just to, for them to be idly. Well, you don't have to go fight with Joshua. You guys, we're, we're going to keep you out of that. Y'all just come up. No, no, they, they were there for a purpose. But I, but I say that God had them there. Can I say, what if God's got you where you're at? And if you've got your eyes open, he's going to let you be able to see somebody. Hey, that, that, that's ha whose hands are weary. 
and Brother Hoos, who's began to uh, just began to let him down just a little bit. He, hey, he hadn't dropped, he didn't drop the rod. His hands just became heavy. And here's what I see, that looking ministry is this. There, there, it, it, it's just actual, factual. They're watching, amen. You, you got to watch. I'm just telling you, if you're going to, look, unto whom much is given of him shall much be required. If I'm in a church and I've got a pastor, I want to tell you something, I'm watching my man of God. I preached one was my pastor for many years, and I was a, in that church, then an assistant pastor and all that. And, and brother, that, that, that looking ministry, looking to try to see what needs need what, what are the needs what are the things he's looking for what's the things he uh, that, that he's going to go do himself what's some of those things I can try to help bear that load but again hey what if every husband and wife began to look at each other that way what if God's got you here the, the Bible says we uh, who is it Esther that came under the kingdom for such a time as this is that right well, here, the Lord's put you two together, not just so you can say, well, now, fellas, we're married, but not so that, that's right, I'm the man, I'm married, amen. I, my, my wife, she does what I say because I'm the man. <laughs> and by the way, them fellas that do a lot of talking like that, that you know that woman just runs that thing to mistake when they get back home. Say amen. Now, y'all help me. Say amen. Come on. The ladies are like, that's right. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Amen. Fellas, don't talk that, that loud. <laughs> it kind of gives it away, don't it? <laughs> I'm the man I, around my. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me go a different direction with that. All right. But God puts you there for a purpose. Here, when you got married and that preacher, y'all stood down in that altar, the, uh, you, you, you said those same words. You know, you said, you said I, like I, Terrell, take thee, Melissa, to my wedded wife to have and to hold from this day forward. By the way, for better, for worse, and richer and poorer, sickness and in health. Oh, man. And, uh, and, all I, and, then, and then, till death do us part. And when the Bible says that when, that when you get married, that those two become one, is that right? It's not two people living two separate lives and doing their own thing anymore. And that means that, hey, by the way, you get married, then there's a responsibility there. And you say, well, I work and I put food on the table. I'm not asking you to take care of the physical needs of your home, sir. I'm asking you, do you take care, hey, do you take care of the spiritual needs of that, of that wife? I'm saying, are we looking, hey, are we looking and trying, well, well if her hands are heavy, she'd tell me, maybe you ought to ask. Don't worry, it gets quiet like that anytime I preach something on the, on the you know, like that. But hey, maybe you ought to open that mouth and ask. Well, if my husband had anything, he, he'd tell me. He's not going to do it, ladies. He's not going to do it. You're going to have to have a looking ministry. They saw the man of God doing that, preacher. And I'll and, and I, I just say this. They didn't just care about their leader. But uh, here, when they saw that, the Bible says they went and got a stone somewhere. I don't know where they found it at. I don't, I, 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 they had to dig it up. Did they roll it over there? I don't know. Did they move Moses over to one that was already there? I don't know. But they found the stone. And then they, and by the way, they didn't just say, well, there you go, Moses. Hey, no. How did they, how, they're about to lift his hands up. How are you going to do now? Remember, this is the looking ministry. This is the looking ministry. This is that part where if I'm going to help him, then, it's not just caring about my leader, but I got to get close to my leader. I got to, hey, I got to get close to my preacher. Say amen. 
Some people, when they come to a church, he's just a preacher. Some people, he's just, you know, the preacher at the church. But if you'll let him, he'll be your pastor. Y'all hear me? And you see, the truth is, the Bible says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. You can get as close to anybody as you want to get. Well, I, I got, I, when I get close to people, I get hurt. Well, you know. Okay. So you're going to get, yeah. Well, well, what if I get hurt? Well, now, well, number one, number one, number one. How's he going to hurt you? A man opening the word of God, feeding you that word of God. I, now, I mean, that sounds like he's helping me. Hey, caring for my family, preaching the devil off of my family. Hey, warning me about where the devil's going to come. Sounds like he's protecting my family. Sounds like he cares about them, amen. Hey, by the way, how many of y'all, he's been, been down at your house whenever there's, when y'all had to go to the hospital? How many of y'all, hey, he's prayed for you when you've, had, when you've had the situations and you've had the, hey, ain't no problem with, hey, this, this, so, so throw that stuff out the window. Well, I'm just not close to my preacher. You can be as close as you want to. And hey, and I'm not talking about that you, you know, that you're going out and eat with him every day and all of that. I'm just saying this. The Bible says that we count them very highly in love for their work's sake. The Bible says that's how you think about them. That's how when you pray, Lord, I, I love my preacher and I want you to bless him. God, I love his family and I want you to touch his wife. God, I love his children and I want you to touch those dear children. And oh God, would you touch those grandchildren that he's got? More than that, God, would you see, see where we're, where, and maybe I'm getting into the next thing too. See, you, you, you care about that leader, but then, you, then you're close to that leader. But raise this one of these arms up here. Literally, they ended up carrying the leader. I, I don't know. I don't know. They get under his arms. Did they hold him like this? Did they, did they, they, they grasp him so that they, he, could, he could hold him up and they stayed up? I don't know. But they carried their leader. The greatest carrying that, you can, that my church can do for me is to carry me to the Lord in prayer. You carry me to God and you can't, you call my name to the Lord, church, and you ask God to help me. You ask God to fill me. You ask God to give me wisdom and power. That's what I need. That's what I need you to do for me. You know what you need to do, Calvary, for your man of God? You can, hey, you can carry him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can carry him to the Lord every single day. Hey, don't you know he's carrying you? <laughs> hey, don't you know he's carrying your family? Don't you know he's carrying your children? Don't you know he's carrying your marriage? Don't you know he's carrying this church, amen? Then you do the same thing. But see, all of that, hey, I'm talking about it's a, it's a, it's a looking ministry. And again, I always get ahead of myself, but it's a lifting ministry. It's a lifting ministry. Now, let's turn that around to the spouse. Again, let's turn that, let's go, let's go down to the home, all right? Now, if you, it's one thing to say, well, I'm married and that's just the way it is and we're, we're married and this to death do us part. And, but wait a minute. What if you got a wife that's always lifting her husband? Now, and by the way, husband, what if you got a husband that lifts his wife? Now, I give you the opposite of that. Tear her down all the time. Tell her how she ain't worth nothing. She don't do nothing right. And when they find when they do something, you're like, well, it's about time you did it. What? I mean, really? 
Or here, the only thing worse than some husband doing that with a woman is some, is some nuthead wife that does that with her husband. I mean, ne hey, never, hey, can't ever, I mean, it just, just tears them down all the time, you know? And so, hey, I mean, here, no encouragement, hey, no lifting. But see, on the other side of that, you let, hey, let God touch your heart tonight. And I, hey, preacher, you, I, I'll just get the, I'll get the results later, all right? But you let these husbands and wives say, Lord Jesus, you gave me my spouse. You gave me my wife. Ladies, you say, God, you gave me my husband. So, Lord Jesus, how do you treat your bride? <laughs> How's God take care of the bride? Y'all look up here. How's the Lord take care of the, us, his bride? How does he love the bride? How does he lift the bride? Uh, oh, how does he look on the bride every day? Looking for ways, looking for things to be a help, looking for ways to be a blessing. Isn't that right? That's what the Lord does with us. So, hey, what greater example than the Son of God? Than, than a man says, Lord, I'm certainly not you. But, Lord, I, I've got a bride, too. God, I've got somebody that, that, that for my, all our life, we're going to walk this walk of life together. And, Lord, if you'll help me, then, God, I don't want to just look on the things that are, that are around her and the things in our family, things that are needed. But, God, I want to lift her. God, I want to lift her up. You see, you get, some, you get a couple that starts doing that with each other. Now, number one, it's going to get mushy around there. Somebody say amen. I mean, all of a sudden, mama's going to be, hey, mama's, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't messing with you. <laughs> hey, it, mama, here, mama, stick your finger over here. Just your finger right there. You're going to be like, hey. <laughs> Trying to jerk me over there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hey, that's the way it's going to be. All of a sudden, Mama's going to be like, he's paying me attention. He's doing for me. He's being a blessing to me. And hey, Daddy's going to be like, Mama, Mama don't just know there's kids in this house. She realizes there's a man around here. <laughs> he can bring home the bacon. She can fry it up in the pan. Say amen. <laughs> Woo! Now, hey, wait a minute now. You don't think the home's as much a part of your spiritual life as any other part? And brother, when you realize, God, I can be a burden bearer in my own home. And God begins to bless that house. And God begins to bless that marriage again. And hey, by the way, things get sweet again. The way they work. Well, well why ain't she like she, she was when we first got married? Well, you ain't like you was. <laughs> Say amen. All my single men, the single men are like, yeah, hey, you just get single guys. Single guys always like shout it out on marriage stuff, you know. They don't even know, you know. They're like, that's right, hallelujah, amen. I, well, hallelujah, amen. Uh, but wait, how about we turn that around to the church? How about God begin where we don't just come to church and say, well, we did everything we could just to get here and, and we're, we're preacher, boy, you pour it out. If you can bless us, bless us, amen. You can help us, you help us. But I mean, and, and all we did was just drag in and we just showed up. But what if instead of doing that, can I, here, let me help you with something. Why don't we, here, can I, can we turn to a couple of scriptures? I want everybody to look with me if you will. Let's see. When I think of this matter of when I think of this matter of, of being a blessing to others, turn to, turn to Romans, uh, let's see, Romans chapter 12. 
Go to Romans chapter 12, I believe, and look with me in verse 10. Look in Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. The Bible just says this. Be ye kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. That sounds like putting somebody else first. Sounds like when we go home, it's not about us, it's about our family. Sounds like when we come to church, it's not about us, it's about the saints of God and the shepherd that God's given us. Preacher, it's not about us, but it's about our family and about our, our sheep that God's allowed us to be able to pastor. Sounds like the Lord is saying this matter of preferring one another is as much a doctrine as the King James Bible. Say amen. Hey, let me give you another. How, everybody turn to John chapter 13. Go to John chapter 13. Look with me in verse 34. John chapter 13. And go to verse 34. John chapter 13 and look at verse 34. He said, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. See, it's not just love you, love you, preacher, but we're showing it. It's not just love you, honey, but you're showing it. It's not just love you, church, but you're showing it. And so we're looking for ways we can be a blessing. And then when we find that way, we want to have that lifting ministry that God will give us. Let me give you another. Everybody turn to the book of Philippians. Go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. In Philippians chapter 2, and let's look down in verse. Let's just start in verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Listen to verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Brother, God's given you verse after verse after verse. We read Romans 12, 10. I'll give you one more. Go to Romans 15, 1. Romans 15, 1. Let's go back there or over, over there rather. Romans chapter 15 and verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Our Savior is our greatest example. Is that right? Say amen. amen. Nobody's a greater example. I, I want to be a good example, but I, I'm, not, I'm not a good example as Jesus. But our Savior, brother, our Savior, he, he put us first. 
Brother, I'm just saying he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's what Jesus did for me and you. And I say if our Savior could humble himself and, and put a bunch of sinners first, brother, that he loved, then I, I don't think it ought to be such a hard thing for a church to humble themselves, preacher, and say, you know what? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look. We're going to have a looking ministry and a lifting ministry when it comes to our preaching. I don't think it ought to be a hard thing for a couple to get their hair. You know what? When, when you first get married, that's why marriage is so good. It's all about the other one. It's all about the husband. It's all about the wife. Wife all about the husband. And that's why they call it the honeymoon. Amen. Be, hey, be honest. What happens? We get, we get selfish. Life becomes about us. Well, if my wife ain't pleased with me and doing what I want, then life's going to be bad around this house. Or a woman doing that. Well, I tell you what, if everything is about me and I don't get what I want, boy, I tell you, I'll pitch such a fit that, I mean, boy, I tell you what, the devil will want me down there because, you know, to show that crowd how to pitch fits down there in that other place. Say amen. Hey, what happened? Long since, hey, long since it was about somebody else. When we first come to church, we're just so grateful. We're like, oh, oh, I got a preacher. Oh, I got a church. Oh, look at my church family. And, and boy, every, yep, that, that new one comes in and they're all, but then if we're not careful, we get secluded. We pull off by ourselves. It's all about us. Well, let's see if that, let's see if that singing can bless us. I mean, they're going to have to work real hard at it. Let's see if that preacher can, hey, can be a blessing to us. Say amen. But hey, when, when the Lord touches that old heart, and all of a sudden, you come back in again, and hey, every song they sing, you're like, oh. You're like Jerry Flower. Oh, oh, hey, this is good. And then, boy, the preacher gets up. It don't matter what he preaches on. Hey, you're gobbling it up like the first time you ever heard it. You know what God's doing? Hey, what God's helping you to do? Hey, you're not looking on your own things. Hey, you're looking on the things of others. Wouldn't it be a blessing if Terrell Hopkins just said, you know what, it ain't, it ain't about my life and what I do, but Lord Jesus, I want to begin to look on the things of God. I want to look on the things of my Savior, and I want to see how I can be a blessing to my Savior. How can I? I want to look on my Savior, and I want to lift up my Savior. Amen. By the way, let's all go back here. Let's all go back to Exodus 17. Everybody jump back to Exodus 17. It's not just a lift, looking ministry. It's not just a, a, a lifting ministry. But it's like I just said, I believe it's a loving ministry. I believe that, that like the Bible says, you know, he told, that, he told the church of Ephesus, he said, boy, you're doing this right, that right, that right, that right. He's naming all these things they're doing right. But he says, I got somewhat against you. And they're probably thinking, what, Lord? I mean, man, we're soul winning. We're doing this. We're teaching the Bible. We're preaching. We're and naming all these things they're doing. But see, it wasn't all this See, that exterior stuff, y'all, is fruit. But see, what the Lord did in that, in that passage is he got down to the root. He said, I have somewhat against thee. He said, because thou hast left thy first love. Can I help y'all with something? I found that when I get that first love, when I get Jesus, and I love him more than I love anything else, and I care about him more than I care about anything else, and my thoughts are about him more than anything else. And I mean, boy, and then my life becomes about him more than anything else. 
All those things I was complaining about here. People complain about the job, complain about the church, complain about their, their, their spouse, complain about this, complain about that. But I found that whenever they get that love for Jesus right again, all of a sudden, the, man, the church looks real good. And that marriage is really all right. And hey, them kids ain't as bad as I. We're not going to turn them in and get new ones. Amen. I, hey, it's a blessing, praise God. And I, the kids are like, what, what? Can you do that? Amen. <laughs> Don't tell them you can't. <laughs> no. But I, I just say this. Hey, the, the, your whole perspective changes if it becomes a loving ministry. You teach a Sunday school class. If it's just a class, then you're just going to try to get done with it as quick as possible. You're just going to give a little bit. You ain't going to study much. You're just going to give. You, here, it's just going to be something you have to do on a Sunday. But if you love it again, you love that class. You go to praying for them young ones. You go to praying for them adults, praying for them teenagers, whoever it is you're teaching. You get in that Bible and you study because you want to give them something fresh from the Word of God. And man, the whole time you're like, here, then it's not, you don't get done in five minutes. And, and, and you're like, well, we'll just play the rest of the time. Or hey, we'll just drink coffee the rest of the time. You find that when you love them, hey, it's, it's kind of like preaching. You ever wonder why the preacher preaches so long? <laughs> not, not your preacher. Your preacher doesn't preach long. Amen. He never goes over time. Amen. And uh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, he, he says, you done quit preaching and gone to meddling. Amen. <laughs> But hey, why does he do that? Because he loves so much. He's, boy, he's been in that word. And he's got so much he wants to give you. Have you ever thought about it? That's, he's, not, he's not trying to say, let's have, see how late we can be for lunch. No. He's like, I got so much from this word. Man, I want to give you everything I can before we leave today. See, that's what God's doing. That's a loving ministry. And then I, and then I say this. If I notice what, what took place here. Now, let me get back here again. Exodus chapter 17. The Bible says they, they stayed up his hands. Again, let's go to verse, uh, let's see, let's go to verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy. They took a stone, put it under him, and he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side, the one on the other side. And his hands were steady, listen to this, till the going down of the sun. Sounds like it was a loyal Preacher, everyone, now, it's a blessing. You've got people like me. I've got them that have come and gone. They come and go. But you've got some that come and stayed. You've got some that come and stayed. And you've got some that they're here just to labor with you. Till when? Till the setting of the sun. One of these days, the sun's going to set on our life. One day, the sun sets on a ministry. One day. The sun sets on a family. I don't know when the Lord's going to come. I don't know when he's going to split the eastern sky. But one day, hey, one day the sun sets. And I just say this. I want to go ahead and make up my mind. I love 1 Corinthians 15, 58, don't you? But be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. It's not in vain. Keep on teaching. It's not in vain. Keep on preaching. It's not in vain. Keep on coming to church. Hey, just keep on keeping on. It's kind of simple, really. It's just, just keep on. Praise God. And, uh, you know, again, you've been here 22 years. Now, I got a, a brother, Chitty. He's an old war hero and all this. We had, I had my 40th anniversary the other day. He sent me a letter. I liked it. He didn't say, he don't say much, you know. He's like, he's just like, 
I know why you stayed there 40 years. And I'm like, okay, Brother Shitty, what is it? He said, you quit looking. <laughs> Say amen. Why ain't the preacher, why don't he just hop from church to church and just go to the next church and then, oh, y'all pay a little more, I think I'll go there. Oh, y'all do this, I think I'll do that. No, no, because he quit looking a long time ago. Now, why is that? Last orders I got from God was go to Heritage and pastor that church. Tell me the last orders you got, preacher. Amen. 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 So, if God don't change his mind, me and you ought not change our mind. I wish church members had as much faithfulness as you do. I said, I wish church members had that much loyalty. Say amen. Well, I'm going to go try. Here. Have you ever heard? No. All right. Let me just, let me just hit this. I'm just going to hit it. But I had, I had a church member come to me and they said this. They said, we're going to go visit other churches and see if we need to stay at Heritage. Now, heritage, now that's, that's not real smart. Now, I love you. Now, it's none of y'all. You're like, you're like, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> it's them. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you. They're not here. They're not here, obviously. <laughs> they went, hey, they did just what they said. Amen. But now, wait. Imagine if I told Miss Hopkins. <laughs> hey, Miss Hopkins. I think I'm going to go date around a few women and see if I want to stay married to you. Then number one, she shoots a 357 real good. And I'd be dead before I even get out the door. Say amen. Hey, I'm, say amen. Now that's a foolish statement, amen. Who in the world would tell his wife, I'm going to go date? No. But who says, well, who, who gets it in their head? Well, I'm going to go visit somewhere and see if I need to stay at Calvary. That don't make sense. Hey, don't make sense. You know how you can fix all that? You know you can nail it down and just say, Lord, what's the last orders you get? Hey, when all y'all joined my chair, I'm looking at my crowd now. I'm looking at my crowd. Let me just, let's see, let's see here. Everybody's like, oh no. Oh, Miss Nolly. Miss Nolly, when you and your husband, when y'all came and joined, y'all joined this church. Who told you to join this church? God. You mean God gave you orders to join? Pretty important, wasn't it? That was the last orders you got. So then, where do you need to stay? You answered right, thank goodness. Oh, I, oh man, I, I, I thought she was going to say Calvary. <laughs> hey, loyalty, man. Loyalty. A loyalty. Hey, it's a looking ministry, a lifting ministry, a loving loyalty. But hey, overall, can I just say this? You're going to have real revival. Then it's the Lord. That's what I'm preaching to you about is the Lord's ministry. Our Savior, here, he, he thought more about us than he did about himself when he died on Calvary. He is our greatest example of all that, he want, of all that God wants us to do. Now, I don't know I, if when I look at this preacher, then I want, if I was a member of this church, then I'd want to be your burden bearer. I'd want to bear that load. I'd want to find out how I could take the load off of you, how I could help you. I'd want to labor with you in the word and doctrine, whatever needed to be done. I'm married, and I, then me and Miss Melissa, I want to look on my wife and say, man, what does my wife need? 
How can I be a blessing? You know, when she married you fellas, I think when Miss Hopkins married me, she thought, man, I have got Prince Charming. Amen. Now say amen. Please say amen, darling. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she did. She did. I'm just playing. <laughs> Bad time for you watching. You're like, well. All right. But wanting to be a blessing, hey, wouldn't it be a blessing if, if what if, what if I, my goal, fellas, what if your goal, what if you said, I want my wife, when somebody asks her about her home and her marriage, man, I want my wife to answer and to say, man, I got the best husband. I love him. He loves me. Man, he cares about me. My husband prays for me. My husband lifts me up. Man, my husband, and, and she can't stop talking about all her husband. You know why? Because he's trying to be a blessing to his wife. He's trying to be her burden bearer. And then how about the same thing when, the, when somebody asks us about, when they ask you about your wife, you're not like, yeah, my old lady. Don't call her that number one. Say, amen, brother. I <laughs> know oh, he doesn't do that, does he? <laughs> She's like, he's still alive. He don't say that to me. Amen. I, all right, I get it. <laughs> but hey, what if, what if whenever somebody asks him about his wife, you say, man, my wife, man, she lifts my burden. She's a blessing to me. She loves me. She prays for me. Man, she just, how about as a church member, what if when somebody asks you about, well, how's, how's Heritage? How's Calvary? And then you say, well, I tell you what, I got a bunch of people at my church that'll pray for me. I got people that, if, 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 really, if I needed it, if, I, if I'd tell them, <laughs> they'd be there and they'd help me. Say amen. Truth is, is when God began, hey, when God touches our heart, preacher, God helps us and we say, you say, well, you're, you're talking all the stuff that we ought to do for him. I don't know a preacher that your love's where it ought to be for the Lord. Then that love for your church and that, that love for the, your congregation is overwhelming, isn't it? And there's never a day that, that you're not on his heart and on his mind. You think here the devil's trying to say, well, no, no, because know this and know that. No, 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 no. There's, I said there's never a day when you, church, are not on his heart and his mind and, and that your, hey, that, that your best interest is not what his, his desire is. I want to please God and I want to be a blessing to my people. That's what kind of preacher you got. I want you to do this. I don't know about you, but I, I'll be honest, I'm preaching on this stuff, and you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to be a better burden bearer. It makes me want, it makes me say, boy, I see some things, I see some needs with my pastor that I hadn't, maybe I've gotten my eyes off of them, but I see them again tonight. Maybe I see some needs in my own family that I see that I, I, I've got my eyes off of them, but Lord, you put them back on them tonight. Maybe the Lord did that with your church right here at Calvary. And God, God's let you see the needs of, of not just, it's not just, well, I got my family here, we're, but there's other families sitting around you that need you. Amen. Why don't you bow your head and close your eyes. Bridget, come to the piano. In Heritage, I'm not just preaching to Calvary. Hey, we're here tonight and the Lord let us hear this message. We need it. We need it. Bridget, just softly play. And I wonder, how many of us, before we ever make a move, how many of us would say, Preacher, 
the Lord's convicted me about this matter of being a burden bearer. Raise your hand. Raise it up, men. Raise it up. Let's, let's be the first ones, fellas, to acknowledge it. Raise it up. God bless you, fellas. Thank you. How about it, ladies? How many of you would say, oh, that's my heart. That's my desire. You need to come to this altar. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. See, this is the last night of revival. It all, I, I, boy, I tell you, I, I'd love to see God make such a difference at Heritage, such a difference in Calvary that we'd never be the same that the rest of our ministry, what if God used you to be that burden bearer? Calvary, come on, if you need to come. Hey, maybe a husband ought to take his wife or a wife ought to take her husband by the hand and say, y'all come on, let's get down there. Bridget, sing a verse of that, would you? Sing a verse of that while these are coming. Why can't you be burden bearers? Our young people. Boy, you can be burden bearers. Oh, yeah.